We're living in a time, my brothers, you know the condition of the ummah. I challenge anyone here to stand up and tell me, brother, I'm happy and I'm content with the condition of the ummah. But whose fault is it? Whose responsibility is the ummah? Whose responsibility is this community that you and I live in? Every single person here will stand up and give me 150 names off the top of his head. And not one of those names will be himself. That the problem with the ummah, the problem with this, that and the other is because of the ulama, because of the mashayikh, because of the da'is, because of the seniors, because of the committees of our masjid. But God forbid any one of you should be man enough to stand up and say that the problem with the ummah is people like me. Where are those that are prepared to stand up and say, hey, you know what's happening around the world? It's because of people like me. It's because of my shortcomings. It's because of my lack of deen. It's because of my sins at night. It's because of my long tongue that I can't keep shut. It's because of my eyes that I can't keep down. It's because of my actions. No. We point the finger at anyone and everyone except myself. Responsibility has left the Muslims now. There used to be a time in the Ummah when we were men. We were true and sincere. We were man enough to admit when we were wrong. Today we don't do this anymore. When men came to Ali bin Abi Talib, and of course we know during the time of fitna, men came to Ali bin Abi Talib and look, at, look how cunning they were. They said to Ali bin Abi Talib, they said to him, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, they're obviously playing jokes on the man. They said to him, Ya Subhanallah, why is it that in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab it was golden times? MashaAllah, everything was going well, Islam was expanding, money was coming in. And why is it now, O oh Ali, now during your time, we see the fitna that's happening around? You know what he said? He said, because in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab, he had men like me around him. Whereas now in my time, I have men like you around me. Responsibility. The Prophet of Allah, when he spoke about the Ummah, Sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he gave the analogy of the ummah, what analogy did he give? He says, the analogy, the example of my ummah is like that of one body. This ummah is one body. He says, when a part of it hurts, the whole body feels the pain. When a part of the body hurts, he says, the whole body stays up the night in sleeplessness, in fever. Why? In fighting off the pain, in fighting off the infection. Today, do you feel like we are one body? Today, are we honestly, genuinely concerned about what's happening around the world? Do you feel, do you honestly deem yourself to be a part of the body and to be responsible? Let's talk about what you and I do, because what you and I do has a direct effect towards this ummah. Every sin you commit has a direct effect on every single person that has Tawheed and Iman in his heart. Because I have news for you. That day that you decided to be a Muslim, you entered the fold of Islam. And when you entered the fold of Islam, you fell under the umbrella of the Ummah. And when you became a member of the Ummah, you became a part of the body. So what you do has an effect on the Ummah. Brothers are walking around today telling me, listen, and please excuse me, I know we're sitting in the masjid, but I'm not here to give you Disney stories. Today you walk around and every single one of us has this disease. That, yeah, look, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm not the best Muslim. And yeah, maybe my Quran has shortcomings. And yeah, maybe my salah is not this, that, and the other. But it's all right. No, it's not all right, akhi. People think that, listen, you know what? If I don't want to pray, that's none of your business. It's between me and Allah. Have you ever heard this? 
that no one can judge me, only God can judge me. Wow, big round of applause for this brother, eh? But unfortunately, brother, I have news for you. Your shortcomings has an effect on me, has an effect on my wife, has an effect on my children, and has an effect on the rest of the ummah. So it's not up to me to allow you to do your wrong and to do your haram and not stand before you, right, and give you clear warning that what you're doing is wrong and batil. The Prophet of Allah takes an oath by Allah. He says, you either enjoin that which is good and you forbid that which is wrong. This is a responsibility upon everyone. This is not the responsibility of Muhammad Hablus. It's not the responsibility of the Mashayikh. It's not the responsibility of the ulama. It's the responsibility of every person that has Iman and Tawheed in his heart to call to that which is good and forbid that which is wrong. Why, O Prophet of Allah? What if I don't want to do it? What if it's none of my business? What if I want to do my own thing? He says, you will do it. Or by Allah, Allah Azza wa Jal will send down his punishment upon you. You will raise your hands and make dua, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not accept your prayers. My brothers and sisters, please, don't you see what's happening around you? Don't you understand that death is around the corner for every single one of you? What are you doing with your life? Look at what's happening to us around the world. Look what's happening to you in your own country. We are an ummah. We are one unit. We are not individuals. We don't have that luxury. You don't have the luxury of saying, brother, only God can judge me. Leave me alone. Let me do as I please. No, my brother, because what you do has an effect on me. And what I do has an effect on you. So you're probably thinking, you know, yeah, Akhi, you know what? But what's your dalil, bro? That's unfair. What do you mean that whatever he does has an effect on me? Yes. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with the Muslims, he deals with them as an ummah. When the khairat and the barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falls down, who does it fall down upon? It falls upon everyone. And when the punishment of Allah falls, who does it fall on? It falls upon everyone. This is Allah's system. You like it, you don't like it, it works, it gels. I don't know, hang on, it's not making sense. None of my business. This is how Allah works. When his rahmah falls, everyone feeds off it. And the curse and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falls, everyone cops it. When Musa alayhi salatu was salam, when his people were going through a drought, the only prophet that had the luxury of speaking directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, imagine the prophet of Allah, his people were going through a state of drought. No water. You know what that means? That means everyone was suffering. No water. No food, no crops, the plants were dying, nothing was growing, animals were dying, nothing to drink, nothing to eat. Human beings were dying and suffering. Amongst them is a prophet. So the people came to Musa and said, Yeah, Musa, what's going on? I'll cut the long story short. So Musa and his people, they go to the desert. Musa raises his hands and he says, Oh Allah, you can see what's happening to my people. Ya Allah, we're begging, we're asking for rain. Naturally, when a prophet asks, what happens? Allah answers, yes or no? Musa asked for rain, they're waiting for the clouds to come in, nothing happened. You know, forgive me, these are my own interpretations. I'm making it clear, these are my own interpretations. And imagine, imagine the pressure he was under. My people are turning to me, they're waiting for the response. I'm a prophet of Allah, right? I have direct relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, I clearly asked you for rain and nothing happens. Talk about heat under the collar. So Musa says, Ya Allah, what's happening? I asked for rain and no rain. Now listen to what Allah says. He says, Ya Musa, from amongst your people there is one sinner. How many of our Muslims don't pray? How many of our sisters are still unscarved? 
How many of our elders still cannot read Fatiha properly? Ya Musa, from amongst your people is one sinner. And because of him and him alone, I have deprived the rain from falling. So you can come to me now and talk to me about justice and wisdom and is this fair all night long. Doesn't change the fact that Allah deprived rain upon a prophet, upon people, upon innocent women and children and animals and crops because of the actions of one man. One man! So Musa turns to his people. He says, oh my people, amongst you is a sinner. Come out and make yourself known. Imagine being that man at that time. Wallahi, with all respect to everyone, I already know without anyone, every person in this room is a sinner, including myself. Because the Prophet of Allah will never lie. But we have the luxury of hiding our sins. Sometimes we have the luxury of knowing, look, alhamdulillah, at least no one knows about it. It's in private. It's only between me. You know, no one knows. Imagine this man has now been addressed by a Prophet. And now he comes to realize that because of my sin, because of my shortcoming that I thought no one knows about except me and Allah, now this man comes to realize that because of my shortcomings, all my people have been suffering because of my sin. Imagine that feeling. Honestly, how many of you feel like because of your sins, the ummah is suffering? So Musa says, make yourself known. Come forward. Imagine the embarrassment. So this man now realizes that, hey, I'm the guilty one. Unfortunately, something most of us are not prepared to do. So the man repents, he makes tawbah to Allah. But doesn't make himself known to Musa. So Musa waits for the man to come forward. No one comes forward. Musa goes back, asks Allah. And to his amazement, the rain comes and starts falling down. So yes, of course, Musa is happy the rain is there. But now he's baffled. He says, Ya Allah, please, some clarification. Now listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him. He says, Ya Musa, I deprived the rain from coming because of him and him alone. But that person, he turned back to me and he asked for my forgiveness. I accepted his tawbah. And now because of him and him alone, I've allowed the rain to fall down. So Musa is now interested. He says, Oh Allah, Tell me who this man is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Musa, He says, Ya Musa, I didn't expose him when he was a sinner. What makes you think I'm going to expose him now that he's repented and turned back to me? You know what's the amazing part of this story? It's not the fact that Allah allowed the rain to come. What I find interesting is this man that was man enough to admit, was man enough to stand up and say, Hey, I am in the wrong. He was man enough to acknowledge the fact that his shortcomings made his people suffer. And he was man enough to acknowledge it. And he was man enough to turn back to Allah. He was man enough to ask Allah Azza wa for forgiveness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted him. A quality that most of us fail in. Where are those that are prepared to stand up and say, hey, you know what's happening around the world? It's because of people like me. It's because of my shortcomings. It's because of my lack of deen. It's because of my sins at night. It's because of my long tongue that I can't keep shut. It's because of my eyes that I can't keep down. It's because of my actions. No. We point the finger at anyone and everyone except myself. Allah says he will not change the condition of the people until they change the condition of what? Of who? So what's Allah waiting for? 
But even now, as we're saying it, you're thinking, Wallahi, you're thinking about the man next to you that has to change, and you're not thinking about yourself. Allah says He will not change the condition of a people until they, the people, until they change the condition of themselves. My brother and sister, what you do in your life has a direct effect, not only on the Muslims, but upon yourself. What you do, your lack of deen, your lack of understanding, you're not praying or you're not, whatever it is, your sins, whatever it is that you have in your life that is wrong and haram, it has an effect on your children. It has an effect on your mother and your father. It has an effect on the whole ummah. And the opposite is true, wallahi. When, when any one of you does a good action, know that not only do you benefit, but the rest of us also benefit from your good actions. We fall under the banner of Islam. This is an ummah. Whoever has la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and he says this sincerely, he's a Muslim whether you like it or not, whether he prays in your masjid or not, whether he follows your imam or not, whether he pray, prays and fasts, it's the same. It doesn't change. It does not change the fact. Excuse me, wallahi, forgive me. Whoever has iman and tawheed and clearly says it, whether you like it or not, your mashayikh accept it or not, it doesn't change the fact that he's a Muslim. And unless there is clear kufr on his tongue and on his hands, he's a believer whether you like it or not, he's a part of the ummah. This, sometimes the boys, they struggle. Oh brother, what do you mean? No brother, what do you mean? Who died and gave any one of us the authority to say who is and who isn't a Muslim? Something that the companions never dared on doing. The Prophet of Allah who had the Munafikin that lived around him. He had them on a list that even his closest companions didn't have the luxury of knowing. And you and I want to walk around and claim who is and who isn't a Muslim. What a sickness. And people tell me Islam is love and peace, man. Rubbish. We don't have peace in our own communities. We have disunity in our own masjids. And we want the world to love Islam. Who are we kidding, man? Laughing and mocking and ridiculing one another has become the norm and accepted. All of a sudden, he's become an authority to speak on deen. And we ask, why is this happening to us? You and I are responsible. But what are you doing to spread the love? Me? Brother, I'm a nobody, man. No one's going to listen to me. When you start believing that you're a nothing... You become nothing. When Muhammad al-Fatih was four years old, his mother used to take him to the seashore and she used to show him Constantinople by the seashore. And she used to tell him, Muhammad, you see that place there? She used to tell him, one day you're going to open and conquer that place. Today we live in a world, and forgive me, I know this is going to definitely shake some cages. I know this is definitely going to upset some people. Today we live in a world where, you know what we love to talk about? We love talking about jinn and black magic and rukya this and rukya that. It's possessed the ummah now. Now every Tom, Dick and Harry is possessed. Now every Tom, Dick and Harry has got black magic. Now every single relationship that is failing is because someone made black magic on them and I need this sheikh and that sheikh and my brother, Wallahi, I don't know what to do, man. You know, I'm going to sleep at night. My hands start shaking. This, God forbid your marriage is failing because you're a miserable father. You're a terrible husband. God forbid. God forbid that's why your marriage is failing. 
We love these topics. Why? Because it takes the responsibility off my shoulders and puts it on something else. People tell me all the time, brother, you need to talk to the youth. You need to do... There's nothing wrong with the youth. The youth that you see, the youth that you're complaining about, the youth that you've become embarrassed about is a byproduct of who you are and what you stand for. Your disobedient child is a mirror reflection of you. Your son is a failure because you failed him as a father. That's why. But no, we don't want responsibility. My son's a bad kid because his friends take him here and there. Why, where are you, brother? Brother, I drive a taxi for 12 hours of the day. So who's raising your son? You chose that life. Now you pay the price for it. The solution to all of your problems is our deen. There is no other answer, Akhi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Today your, your religion has been completed and perfected. Any problem, any trial, any tribulation, any hardship that you ever face in your life, you will find the full answer in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I think I'm pretty clear with what I'm saying. We need to stand up and start taking responsibility. We need to start raising our hands and say, I am responsible. It is because of me. You and I need to be that man that was from the people of Musa and said, I, I am the one that's in the wrong. You and I need to stand up and repent. You and I need to start making a move. You and I need to take a step closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If not for your sake, then do it for the women. Do it for the children of our ummah who are suffering because of our actions.